Welcome to the Lord of Love podcast, where we believe that self-healing is a spiritual journey and your success on that path is inevitable. I'm an expert self-healing guide, a mentor for women who are on their life transformation journeys. I'm also a success coach and a deep advocate of plant medicine, which I talk about a lot on the show. But the Lord of Love podcast isn't about me. It's about helping you move one step closer to your dream life and creating the reality you deserve. Whether you are healing chronic illness, childhood trauma, financial blocks, or you just want to love yourself more in this lifetime, you're in the right place. Join me every week as we talk about spiritual principles, conscious life creation, and success strategies to expand your mind, heal your heart, and bring you back home to yourself. Okay, here we go. Hello, hello, you guys. <sighs> Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Lauren of Love podcast. If you're new here, I want to say hi. Hello. Welcome. This is the space where we talk about all things personal development, self-healing, manifestation, abundance, building a successful business. We cover a lot here on the show and we dance around between these topics because inner work, success creation, self-healing, spirituality, these are all really, really important things and I love being able to share and talk to you guys about all of these topics. So a little bit about this moment right now as I'm recording this episode, I'm getting ready to embark on a journey to go back to Peru. I'm really excited. <laughs> if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that plant medicine is a really big part of my journey and I've been going through a lot of really deep initiations in this season of my life. I've, I've prepared, I've grounded, I've started to pack my bags, and I'm going back to Pauyan in Peru to sit with ayahuasca. Ayahuasca has changed my life. I have no other way to possibly describe it except it has changed my life. And if you've been following this journey for a long time, you probably know that. And if you don't, that's okay. We're going to be giving you some episodes as we go further along in this month to share some more in November and then December. But here today in this moment of the Lauren of Love podcast, we're going to be talking about business because as I've realized along my self-healing path, the more you expand, the more you grow, the more you step into your power, the more you realize that business is a reflection of you and that it's really, really important to have a good relationship with entrepreneurship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're listening to the show, today's episode is going to be juicy and supportive and really eye-opening. We're going to be talking to my friend Lindsay Means. 
Lindsay is a dear medicine sister of mine. She's a student of mine and a friend of mine. And she is a multi-passionate goddess who is so passionate about, obviously, she's multi-passionate, she's passionate, passionate, but she's multi-passionate about human design and astrology and self-healing and being in your feminine power and owning your goddess and empress energy. And she has a lot to share. And this is what happened just for some context of today's conversation. Lindsay and I were both in launch mode around the same time. And she is part of my medicine community and she is somebody who I really love just deeply as a soul. And so over the time period of our launch, we were kind of talking back and forth about, oh, what are you doing and how's it going? And this recording and this conversation was saved during a time where I was having my cart open for a program, The Wild Wealthy Feminine. And if you don't know, The Wild Wealthy Feminine is my six-week transformation program for entrepreneurs. And Lindsay also had just finished a launch around the same time. And we felt like it would be really cool to kind of riff on what we learned in our launch processes. So this is an impromptu conversation between Lindsay and I sharing our experiences during our launch and open enrollment season. In this episode of the podcast, Lindsay and I talk about navigating launch, what it's like to open doors for a product, what are the important practices and rituals that we call upon to ground ourselves, to keep ourselves in our power, what are the lessons that we've learned, and how do we navigate the shadow that comes up when we're fearful around whether or not the launch will be successful, whether or not people will enroll, whether or not people will say yes, and most importantly, what we do to regulate our nervous systems. This is so, so juicy. It's such a powerful conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Lauren of Love podcast. Hey guys, I'm interrupting this episode to share that I have a really special announcement. If you are a follower of the Lauren of Love brand, you know that one of my biggest pillars and most important focuses when it comes to my work is vulnerability. And I felt really called as I was shifting into my travels in Peru to share a beautiful series with all of you guys, a special offer, a never before seen series called What I Wish I Knew. Now, if you haven't been seeing my emails and you don't know about this, the What I Wish I Knew podcast series is a exclusive podcast series. You have to sign up via email to get access where I'm interviewing 12 amazing, beautiful sisters about their entrepreneur and self-healing journey. These are all really dear friends of mine, and I am asking them all one powerful question to give you access to the lessons that we all learned along the way. And that is, what do you wish you knew looking back on your business and self-healing journey? I think in this path, success leaves clues. And if we can find those clues more quickly, we can grow and expand and change and shift 
without having to learn things the hard way. So the What I Wish I Knew podcast series is available for enrollment right now. It is an exclusive podcast series. I'm interviewing 12 of my favorite dear friends and sisters, asking them this question and diving deep into vulnerability, authenticity, and real, raw, honest conversations. To sign up for the What I Wish I Knew podcast series, all you have to do is go to laurenoflove.com slash wish. Put your name and email address in on that page and you will get instant access to this incredible magic. We kick things off on December 4th and there is an episode in there already for you. So don't hesitate to sign up and grab access. You are going to learn the secrets that we have been holding on to for a long time. It's vulnerable, it's real, it's raw, and it's purely authentic. And our goal here is to lift the veil on perfection, to let you know that where you are right now on your path is somewhere where we have been. And when we hold that pillar of light, we can move faster for all of us on our transformation journey. So for more, go to laurenoflove.com wish, put in your name and email address, and you will get instant access to the exclusive secret link for this very special podcast series that is not featured anywhere else, laurenoflove.com slash wish. Lindsay here today is a guest for that series, and you'll see much more magic in store. Again, laurenoflove.com slash wish. Okay, guys, let's dive in. Okay, so I feel like it would be best to just kind of like preface all of this by saying that we don't know what we're going to talk about. We don't know how it's going to come through. We don't know what to expect, but I feel like we should just have an intuitive conversation because I was following your launch, you were following mine, and I feel like we have so much to learn from each other and talk about and do all together in our, just an open dialogue, you know? So, so let's just talk about it. Launch strategies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about this. I know, me too. I feel like I'm going to learn so much. Likewise, as always. (laughs) What are sisters, if not to learn from? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so important. Okay, so I have a question for you. What was your launch strategy? Like, what did you, what was like your calendar? I know it's a broad question, but like, I could start with like the structure. Like, what structure did you follow for your method? You know, it's very interesting because I, so I'm a manifesting generator in human design and this was kind of the most intuitive yet structured launch I've ever had, but it was very like, I, I really had, I was thinking before I was actually going through my calendars to, to see like, why did this work? And all of the other ones haven't, because this is the first successful launch I've ever had. Um, so I did a three week promotional period. I saw, um, a girl, a human design girl that I follow. I think her name is Hatha Astro Tyla. Mm-hmm. And she just had some posts that I rarely scroll Instagram. And when I do, it's very universe led and I rarely read captions and except my favorite people, but, uh, I just got in like a poll to read her caption. And it was like three week 
launch period for manifesting generators. I was like, boom, that's what I'm doing. Mm. Um, like the universe kind of like told you was like, oh, this is what you have to do three weeks. Was your cart open the whole three weeks? Is that what you No. No, okay. <laughs> I, I did. So I started the, the first week is like demoing out. So for manifesting generators, you get this idea, you drop it in. I had previously six weeks prior tried to launch the same program and my guides were like, no, wait six weeks and do it again. So when I saw that post, it was like a week of teasing and getting people on like a list and then do a freebie thing and then immediately launch your program. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I got 58 people in my three-day workshop, which I've never gotten more than like maybe 20. (laughs) So I was like, okay, obviously the yeah. the time is right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the flow. I'm, I'm in alignment with my design. Um, and then after that, I started promoting Empress and the women who joined one had been in a previous program. I did another was in the, the free thing. Um, another just randomly saw a live that I did about, about it. Yeah. And the fourth one, uh, she had already previously committed to the first launch. So yeah, it was, it was, I didn't really have a strict strategy. It was just kind of the universe led. I feel like these strategies that we're told are like, I don't know. I feel this way as being somebody in this world for eight years and you've been in this world for a long time. Like it's the strategy. This is the strategy that's going to work. And like, I've changed my strategy so many fucking times. And I really don't think it has anything to do with the strategy. Like I've come to this realization that that's pretty ridiculous. I feel like it's um, an undeniable, unwavering, unshakable sense of this is medicine for the world. This is potent. This is what Mm -hmm. I have to offer. Yeah. So, okay. So you did, you did a three day live. Did you do it like in a Facebook group? Did you do it? Your three day experience was like just a challenge. Was there a video component to it? Like, I'm curious. Yeah. So that one was really cool because the idea of getting people into a freebie to then pitch them your highest ticket offer it never, and it, it all, every time I got to the pitch, I was like, and I have this thing, blah, 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 okay, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done that. I, I was just like, I don't like that. So I have three pillars in my business. And I just, I was telling people, this is the appetizer round. This is the appetizer round of Lindsay. And at the end of each day, it was all on zoom. And the first day was relationship focused. And so at the end, it was like, that was the appetizer. If you want more, here's how to work with me. Boom, boom, boom. One-on-one sessions. And then also you're going to learn about relationships for the first three sessions in Empress. So that was like my big ticket. So that felt really juicy to be like, I have all of these things, courses, one-on-ones, my signature program that you could dive into, but this is the appetizer round. And then the next day was human design. And then the next day was feminine energy. And that felt, I will forever do that. Like I'll probably do quarterly or however often that I feel sacrally led to do a three-day retreat that's free. I probably won't do free next time. I'll probably do low ticket. And just, this is the appetizer round here. Here's my skills. And if you want to dive deeper, sweet. If not, cool. Thanks for being here. 
I like that. I really, I appreciate that perspective because it's all one dinner experience that you're signing up for, right? And like this whole big, you know, from the moment you sit down to the moment you leave. And like, I think to tie it in in that way and to not make it feel like it's this bait and switch. Like you never feel that when you go to a restaurant, you have an appetizer and then you have a meal. You know, it's never a bait and switch. It's like, oh, it's next, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I appreciate that perspective. That's really cool. Yeah. So I did, um, I did something different. I did a lot of things different this round too. Holy shit. So like just talking about structure, our last launch of our group program, we did not, I did not put any energy into it and it definitely affected the launch experience. It was so humbling. (laughs) It was like, oh, you have to kind of give a shit when you're (laughs) launching. Like it was this, you know, I know that, but it was just like so funny. I was going through things. My dog had passed away. So it was just like a weird kind of energy to be in in general. Um, But this particular round, we did a more long launch. And as a projector, that was like what felt very aligned for me was to have the spaciousness because I felt like in the past, the cart was only open for a week and it felt like this really intensive time to channel all my energy in one shot. It just didn't feel right. So we've been slowly stretching out our launch container to make it be like, all right, we have like discovery calls and then we have our five-day challenge and then, you know, carts kind of open the whole time, but then we really go hard for two weeks and then we close. And so just that flexibility and that large amount of energetic investment stretched over time just felt really, really good to me. And we had we had 276 people in the freebie oh, yeah. podcast, and then we had 37 people sign up for the Wild Wealthy Feminine program. So that was like, yeah, it was a really, yeah. Good, really good conversion rate. It made me feel really good. And yeah, so let's talk about all the, the details behind this. And you can ask me anything, you know, anytime. I'll ask you anything. Um, yeah, I guess kind of what's coming to mind for me is like, what what do you think was the energetic shift that really allowed you to have this launch be so successful for you? Well, I did some homework <laughs> before mm-hmm. I got on this call because I was I was curious and uh, I based my whole life around astro seasons. And so I looked at my calendar is like my, my journal. Um, and so I looked at that and back in cancer season, which was uh, June, July, I, I let go of shame and I really started focusing on shame. I was looking to, um, and I'm still in the process of healing my body. And I did a five day fast for the first time. I did a three day combo reset and cancer season was all about shame reclamation Mm. and, I publicly announced that I tested positive for HSV2, which is genital herpes and was just like, boom, like this big, big shift with my business and like putting myself out there, like personal business. It was huge. And that was a big energetic Mm -hmm. shift. And that helped me figure out the, I guess the flow of my business. Cause I was lost. I didn't know like, what am I here to do? How, what's the flow? Like where the, the offer suite, if you will, of how do I serve my people? And that was a big aha in, and during that. And then in Leo season, I actually took your IG code mm-hmm. um, class. And what I wrote down was that I was addicted to disempowerment. And I was like, Oh, 
that was a big aha. I mean, like I'm going to plug that, that course right now, because it is an amazing course. Like I, you, you give so much, like you and I are the same as far as like how much we give Mm -hmm. in like the freebies. I remember the first freebie that I did a five day thing with you and I had no idea who you were. And by the end of it, I signed up for your coaching mentorship and I was like, I'm in, like, if she gives this much in five days, like, holy shit, like, what is she going to give when I invest in her? So that, yeah. And, and it's just, I love serving and giving, and I know you do too. And so that was a big one, letting go of that. And then I, I had a launched then, and I only had one person sign up and then I got all of these downloads. I'm always like doing healing work as, as I know you are too. And so I had a lot of lessons in that season. And then Virgo season was August, September. And that's when I did a lot of masculine healing. So the masculine came into play. So first it was like letting go of shame and figuring out what am I doing with my business and what's the the flow and then healing the masculine. And I tried to launch Impress during that time. And it was, I had one person interested and it felt hard. Mm-hmm. It felt hard. It felt like I was pushing. And then I got an Akashic Records reading and uh, my guides were like, wait six weeks, launch it again in six weeks. And I was like, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it now. And then finally I gave in and I was like, I'm over it. And then I did a launch for the Empress retreat, which kind of was like a mini of the, the signature program. And I had nine women join. So that was when the success of launching started back in August, September. Um, and then I had an amazing ayahuasca sit. And I think that just kind of racked everything open. And it was just the whole launch. Like you asked, like, what was your strategy? It was really just me being in alignment and my body leading Mm -hmm. and guiding. And then most successful launch, most successful month in my own business. And it was incredible. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. I love hearing stories like this because I feel like like I said earlier, there's just so much presence and pressure around the study of strategy when in actuality there's like all this inner work that's so necessary behind the scenes. Like I even, I'll just share too for me, like this was our highest enrollment for the wild wealthy feminine. Right. And that was really big. But like, if I go back on my timeline and I look at like where my business was maybe four years ago or five years ago, you know, we were taking a hundred students into a program. Like that was our standard And as my message has changed and shifted over the years, I kind of like had the storyline of like, oh, well, now I'm like more spiritual and now my numbers are going to be smaller and my communities are going to be more contained because not everybody wants that and I'm not leveraging with the masculine anymore. So I had like all that shit in my head for the last four or five years. And then I realized that like it wasn't actually that belief that was keeping me limited. It was the meaning I was giving to that story and the power, it was actually the power I was giving to that story, right? Mm. So it wasn't that that story was true or false. It was that I was believing it was true and therefore it was affecting my energy, affecting my field. And so um, this particular round, like leading up to Wild Wealthy Feminine, I, I had this huge season of 
boundary work. So I was studying with Aho Sacha, which is a plant for boundaries. Mm. And I was doing a parasite cleanse. So I was studying with all of the elements of the earth for parasite cleanse. And so I was just like cutting cords with all this shit around me that I was like, nope, not this, not this, not this. And I think that really helped me get really clear about like what I want my truth to be and what I want to believe about my power and my, my content. And I think that just had a really huge impact. Like I was like, why am I believing these stories? Like, why am I, why am I choosing to subscribe to this ideology? And so I just was like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to do something different. And so here we are. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that so much. And you know, what's interesting. So not interesting, but I looked up your chart your human design chart, when you were talking earlier about how you're like, I'm a projector. And so I extended out my launch time. Mm -hmm. You also have an open route and a lot, I have an open route center too, and that's a pressure center. And so it's like pressure to get things done, but we have inconsistent access to that. And we don't all like when we're alone, we don't have access to that. So longer launch times are like perfect for open route because there's this pressure of like oh my god I don't have enough people and Mm -hmm. then with like the timing of it because I'm sure back the the last time you launched it you probably could have extended the time right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're like well I set this time and this is the launch and so we're gonna do it even though you made it up (laughs) yeah dude like again like what stories am I subscribing to like we had our we had discovery, my discovery call process. Like I have a very strong close rate in my discovery calls and I love doing them because I get to know people and like connect with them. But we had decided we were only going to do discovery calls for a certain amount of time. And then this launch after that process was complete, we were like, oh, let's just keep doing them. Like, why, why am I making these rules? Like, where is this coming from? It's just so ridiculous. So yeah. And just the flexibility to not have all that pressure um, and be aligned was really good. Did did you have like um, you have a, a point in your in your open cart open enrollment launch season that you would identify as the emotional roller coaster of launching? Did that happen for you? So I have I am very aware of that because I have done so many launches of quote unquote failed. Like they didn't fail because I got I learned what I was whatever I was supposed to learn, but because I am very familiar with that. I realized back with, I can't remember which launch, I think it might've been um, the one in July, August, where I realized I gave up early. So Mm. it's like, no one's commenting on the post. No one's doing anything. I'm putting all of this work into it and, and crickets and like, like rejection wound that somewhere, somewhere in, I didn't, I didn't see it on my calendar, but somewhere in here, I healed a big part of the rejection wound too. I think that was right around when I did IG code. Mm. So healing the, and I've done a lot of work on the rejection wound, but this one felt like a big, 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 like missing piece closure part. And I think that happened probably July, August. So that was another big thing of like, the rejection wound. That's why I'm not showing up because I'm afraid of being rejected. But if you don't show up through the whole entire thing, how can you expect people to join? <laughs> um, Crazy. Yeah. So because I was very, very aware of that, I distracted myself a lot. Like I went out dancing. I went out on with friends. I was like going out and doing things 
in order to calibrate and doing a lot of calibration with my body. Like just I, because of that story of you never have a successful launch. Like I was very aware of that. So it's like, no, let's calibrate. Let's open up. Like the 58 people in my, in the freebie was like, Ooh, like that helped. Like if I can do this, like surely there's at least one person in there <laughs> that Impress is meant for. And I opened up a energetic portal for Impress months before, um, and called in, I wanted nine women. And so I like energetically connected with them and I had a sticky note up on my wall where it was like, hold the frequency of the nine, just hold the frequency of them and just trust like the work is already done. So anytime that you're not doing enough, what are you doing? The emotional roller coaster. I was like, it's done. Like it's already done. Like mm. I, I, there's nothing more for me to do other than aligned inspired action. That's it. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I think it's um uh, really common for like a lot of people to want to just like sit down at their computer and press refresh for their entire launch time. And like, it's crazy because like when I look at my launches, if I actually look at like when the transactions come through, they are always, always, always without a shadow of a doubt at these times where I'm not checking my computer and I'm doing something fun, right? Like mm -hmm. I went to, I went to go and dress up for Halloween with my friend, with Javi and Josh and the kids. And, and I, I check my phone when I'm done and I'm home and I'm like, oh, wow, five more people signed up without me having to talk to them. Like, it's just boom. And I think that that that's really important, but I had a, I had an emotional kind of unexpected thing where like my cart opened and I had to go visit someone I really loved in the hospital and it like threw my energy for a loop because I was like I gotta be positive I gotta hold it and like that story kind of came present mm -hmm. and then I was just like mm, no like I can have an off day I can have sadness I can have you know heavy things and that was really helpful for me just to mm -hmm. be like I can allow myself to feel what I'm feeling and not subscribe to some story that it's going to affect my numbers or it's not going to make me inspiring or whatever the narrative is. You know what I mean? I love that because the previous, all the previous launches I did, like that's all that I focused on, hyper-focused on the launch. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, if you're constantly refreshing, like that's clingy energy. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's not, that's not good. <laughs> no that's way. not helpful. Um, and so it's the, I think this is, I know this is where the masculine structure comes into place of like, have your masculine structure, have the, those bones in place so that you can play and have fun and be a human while you're launching and receiving. And as you said earlier, it's like, we're sharing our medicine and when you can like, that's why I love energetically connecting to my clients. I do for launches. I do for everything. I have a biz soulmate creation process that I do eight, eight biz soulmates at a, at a time. And I energetically connect with them and I have this whole thing and it's so much fun. It's a huge part of my business. Cause I share it with them. I get like intuitive hits and I do an Oracle card and I do light language and all the things. And so it's really fun to like, think about the, I think sometimes I know I have gotten into the numbers of like, I want 20 people in this thing. And I've only got you, you focus on what you don't have instead of what you do have. And so as, as my people started coming into committing, it was like, there was one point, I think I had 
two or three and I wanted nine. And I was like, oh my God, I started getting into that. Like, I was like, like that, that frequency, mm-hmm. how am I going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Lindsay, no, 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 no. Celebrate the people you already have and don't even worry about whatever happens. And so it's a very launching, my God, like being an entrepreneur just in general is some of the biggest personal development work you'll ever do. And launching is like that times 10 on crack and all the other things. (laughs) It's intense. It's like an ayahuasca ceremony, right? Like you open up, you're like, all right, the doors are open. It's the ceremony started. And then you go through this like crazy initiation (laughs) and stress and sweat and tears. And like, dude, it's, it's crazy. But like, I think, you know, just from my ayahuasca study myself of like, you know, holding yourself in your heart and focusing on your breath. I think those mm-hmm. messages really apply and play, right? Yeah. In our ayahuasca service, it's important. Like it's so important. Zoom. Yeah. I think this was probably like the launch I'm the most proud of in my career because I feel like I really was able to very similarly to you, just like trust and open mm-hmm. heart and and just be present in that center. Um, so yeah, what were, what were some of the, the things that you did in like your ritual? Like you're talking a little bit about like visualizing your clients. You have this process that you do, like what, what did you, I have some things too. We can share maybe like one of the one or two things that you do as spiritual rituals around your launching experience. Mm, yeah, I love talking about this. So I always uh, open a portal, an energetic portal and ceremony and intention, like ritual, ceremony, intention. That's a big part of my life. And for mine, I'll, um, I work with cacao and hape and I'll channel messages from both of those, uh, like the masculine and the feminine. And then I pull Oracle cards. And so I'll pull, I pulled Oracle cards for each of the nine members that I was calling in. And I had this huge thing like taped up to my, my wall where it was just all of these messages from Hape and from cacao and all of my Oracle cards. And so I would go and I, I mean, that thing was up there for months because I, I tried to launch, I can't even remember when, but it was up there for months. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of, and then I visualize like energetically, just this energetic cord, like connecting to this, this woman and, and witnessing her transformation and witnessing like what she's going to go through in this program and in this container. And so that's the basis of it. I mean, that's pretty much what I do with, with all of them. Sometimes they're hours long. Sometimes there's 30 minutes long. It just depends on what, how I'm feeling that day. I do something similar. I, um, before launch or actually at the time the cards opening, it really depends on what's present in my structure, but either the night before or the day of, I take a bubble bath and I'll take a bath with rose herbs, Epsom salt, and then an essential oil that kind of represents the energy of what I really want to hold. So if it's mm. like, you know, more calming, then I'll call on like the chamomile or the lavender elements. But if I'm like looking to be like more active and more live, I'll like use eucalyptus. So I just like kind of play with that. Um, and then I also recharge all my crystals. So I'll put my crystals outside of my house and like, I'll bathe them and then let them sit in the moonlight overnight, Mm. have that energy and bring them back in. And then I don't do the list 
or the Oracle card pulls anymore, but I used to. So it's interesting, like, you know, seasons change, but yeah. I, I do a candle prayer. So I'll, I will light a candle for, and it will be my candle of offering for the launch. And I will have it run all the way through start to finish of open cart. Sometimes it, it closes sooner and then I'll get another candle, but I'll just run it for the whole time. And so that's really helpful for me. Like for- lit the whole time? Yep. I will run, run the candle lit the whole time. So if I leave the house, I'll put it in like a tray of water, like on my um, kitchen counter, mm-hmm. or I'll put it in the bathroom in the bathtub on a tray of water so that it's just always running. And it's like my my blessing. I'll run it straight through start to finish. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you can buy those like longer candles for mm-hmm. really cheap at like Target or Walmart or something. And those last like six days, eight days. So those are really really good to work with highly suggest yeah I'm definitely gonna add that to the next yeah. round <laughs> it's it's so good and then I also make sure like I'm getting I, I get body work I know we talked about like we were getting body mm. work energy work um that has been really really effective for me too and I know it's like not a privilege that everybody has but I do find that it's like really helpful to my nervous system during launch time well I think that's a good point to bring up is like what happens after a launch, like hitting that glass ceiling or the upper limit where you have the most successful, like I'm very aware of these things. And so I was like, okay, Lindsay, like you've had the most successful launch of your whole entire life. Like you, you've stepped into something new and my body did get, I got sick. And then in the middle of the night, I had a really bad fever. And then I woke up and I took some, um, some medicine. And then I called on my, uh, my guy, my healing guides. And the next day, it was better, but I still had this, like my body was done. (laughs) My body was done. And something that happened is I had this download because I felt like I got trying to think of the words to say, it was almost like I got addicted to that feeling Mm -hmm. of like, Oh my God, that it worked. It felt amazing. I finally figured out, let's do it again. And so I was actually like plant, like in my head, I was planning on doing another launch, like not a huge one, but a mini one. And, but I was slacking quote unquote on getting it done. And then I was like, wait a minute, Lindsay, why do you need to do this again? So it was very interesting. It's, it's still a study for me. Like even just as an analogy of like, I was talking to my husband about this because whether it's launch or an ayahuasca weekend, when I come out of that, I'm like dead. Right. I'm like, I need to recalibrate. I need to rest. I need to restructure. I need to hibernate and just restore my energy field. And like, I, I think something that I've really been navigating is just acknowledging that that's actually a part of me. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's not that I'm weak. It's not that I can't hold it. It's not that I'm too sensitive. It's like, this is just a part of me. Like, I, I need to lay in bed for a couple of days and I I need to not push another enrollment for a couple of days and not see anybody and just kind of chill in my pajamas. And like, you know, I think I resisted that for a long time, but I also resisted it because I was not just judging myself, but I also loved the high. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you're in this whole peak of experience and everything's amazing. And then you're like, you know, and you have to like bring your energy back up and like, you know, find your balance and find your grounding. And in those high peak experiences, you want them to last forever. I mean, you want it to just feel forever, but that's the extremist in me. 
And so I have to always just remind myself to not chase and go slow because then it creates a lot of burnout. So I understand like energetic upgrades, getting sick after, like that's a whole big thing that can happen for sure. Do Do you base your launches on your flow? That's a really good question. I don't, but I do, right? Like I've noticed oddly enough that like it's always very much in alignment. I've never been in a launch mode where I had my period. Um, what I like is like right after I get my period, mm. like the time, the time there tends to be really, really solid mm-hmm. and it makes it easier, right? Luteal phase is kind of like a little tricky for me, but it's still okay. You know, when, for me, when I'm in menstruation, I want to be left alone. Like, yeah, don't bother me. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't even dress me. Okay. Like I'm just gonna do nothing. So yeah, but I, I find it to be a really helpful thing to, to avoid being in my cycle. But now that I have the aura ring, maybe I'll be a little more specific. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, cause I, I started launching, I was just, I think I was still in winter on my, on my flow when I started teasing it out. Mm. So then those two weeks, like, and my, my cycle kind of my, uh, managing energy kicks in like with my cycle. So then spring and summer, I'm just pumping this stuff out, getting 58 people in like doing, I did so much work in those two weeks. And then when the first, the first, uh, session after everything was closed was like right in fall and fall is a luteal, right? I always get them confused. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fall is my don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Like, so it's easier. It like it was helpful because I knew I was in fall energy. And so mm-hmm. even though my mind was like, do it again, we want this again. My body just wasn't capable of it. So mm-hmm. I think that that's how I'll, I'll structure everything else again is fall like right coming out of winter so that the major major work is in spring and summer because it's helpful I'm thinking about as you're talking it and I'm like I don't know because my launch process was so extended right pre-launch the actual hype and like the open doors and the, the the podcast series I did but it's a little bit different because the podcast series we we I pre-produced that so I got to Mm. work the five-day challenge what I found to be difficult about those live events was that regardless of what was going on in my cycle regardless of what was happening I had to run something live for three days or five days whatever it was and that didn't I took that away from my launch this round because that didn't feel good to me anymore Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to really put a lot of intention into it and record things at the most potent time and make them really strong. And so that allowed me to have a little bit more spaciousness when it came to, you know, my flow and and my menstrual cycle. But um, yeah, I think it's also like having an open cart for a really long time. That's also what allowed me to feel like, all right, like if I have my period for three days and I'm not feeling my best, it's okay. I got more time. And like that Mm -hmm. worked for me really well, this launch for sure. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think something you mentioned earlier of like, it's okay to be sad. Like we are humans. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. can't, I, I think, and I know for me, it's very, I love it when people are real of like, I'm in launch mode 
And I'm not showing up today because X, Y, Z is happening. Like, I think that that builds that connection with your audience because they're like, oh yeah, she's just like us. <laughs> like, exactly. It's and so, I, I think that's a good thing. It's really important. Yeah. It's, yeah. and it's hard. And I think I, I didn't know the post launch. So now I will be blocking off oh, at least a week <laughs> out of, it's been a week and a been almost two weeks that I've just been done. Like my body is just like, nope, you're not doing anything. Yeah. And it's felt good. It gets easier. I think over time, like the more, especially like the bigger your launches get, the more people you enroll, the more space you're holding. Hmm. Wow. You need a lot of time, right? Like as you're yeah. stretching and as you're stretching, but then your muscles grow a little bit stronger and then you can actually hold those things in like a less abrasive way at least for me like I found it's gotten I noticed that on this post launch I was like oh I'm I didn't need as much time but I was also like actively doing as much as I could on the back end you know mm-hmm. to care to rest to nourish to watch Netflix in bed you know mm-hmm. stay in my pajamas like if you allow that I think it, it takes less time at least for me no, I told, I mean, I feel that too. Cause with my calibration and like, like forgetting about it, like your whole mm-hmm. life cannot be about the launch. Cause that's obsessive. Like that's not good energy. So when you're like, okay, on like I'm in work mode and now I'm in play mode and it, that's like so incredibly powerful. Yeah, for sure. I love this conversation with you, Lindsay. Is there anything you want to add for like anybody who's listening about like, you know, a powerful lesson or takeaway um, circling around overhead view of this conversation that you want to share? I think the main thing is listen to your body, listen to your intuition. Like mm. if you're in a launch mode and it's hard and and it, you're, you're pushing and you're not seeing the numbers you want, you're not saying like, maybe it's not the right time. <laughs> like time's an illusion. And that was a big one for me because when I was launching it. And it was like, I'm doing everything right. Nothing's working. And my guides are like, do it in six weeks. And Mm -hmm. I was resistant at first, but then when I did it, it was just effortless and easy and it was the right timing. And so I think that's the other thing too, is like, what's going on astrologically, what's going on in the the world. I, I know that we can't base everything on that because there's always going to be people who want to be in your programs, but it's, it's an interesting thing to think about that, not for other people per se, but for you. So coming into the body, like trusting your body, listening to your body, honoring your body and really taking care of it and nourish, nourishing it while you're going through the process. I think that's definitely something I don't really see people talking about during the launch period. And if I ever teach this, that will 1000% be what I will talking be talking about and just mm-hmm. energetically, like holding the frequency energetically and trusting. Mm. Yeah. And I would add to that and just say, have fun, like make yeah. it fun. It gets to be fun. Yeah. Meet your needs and play. That's yeah. the most important. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. This was awesome. I loved it. And we're going to hold space to share Empress in the show notes. Swipe up. You guys can go check out Lindsay's magical offerings. Go follow her on Instagram, Lindsay Means underscore. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for being here, Mama. Thank you for having me.